Hey everyone, you're listening to God's Whole Story, a podcast of Worship Center. We know just how hard it is to read God's Word and understand it, so we decided to read the Bible chronologically this year and talk about it together. Thanks so much for joining us. Hey everyone, welcome to God's Whole Story. My name's Ryan. I'm here today with Virgil. What's up? Uh, and we're kind of rounding out Jesus talking about the last days. He like basically talks about um, when that will be. Spoiler alert. We don't know. Yeah. Um, and then he talks about the bridegrooms. He talks about three servants, and he talks about the final judgment. Um, a little bit happier today than yesterday, maybe. <laughs> it's a lot better. <laughs> <laughs> so, Virgil, uh, as soon as we were done reading this, you were like, "Oh, I love this." So, you definitely are opening today. I think. I'm opening. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, for me, my favorite parable, and probably one of the best, one of my favorite parables of all that Jesus says throughout the whole Bible well, throughout the Gospels, um, is the one of the three servants. Okay. And so we're just going to jump to that? Yeah, do it. Go for it. So for me, I love this parable because, I mean, my heart is stewardship, but I I really, really believe in the power of, like, stewarding well the things that the Lord gives us. And this whole thing just kind of illustrates that um, in how right away it talks about how Jesus is, or not Jesus, but um, the... What do they call him in this? Oh, like the master that goes away? Yeah, the master. Yeah. So yeah. the master pretty much is, is dividing out um, different talents, right? Mm-hmm. And so he gives five talents to one, two talents to the other, and one talent. And then Im- immediately after that, it says he divided them out based on pretty much their ability yeah. to like steward them well. Yeah. And so right away, I'm like, oh, cool. Um, God, God doesn't really give us things that we can't handle. Mm-hmm. Um and so, and I, I thought it's interesting then because like the five, the guy that has five makes five more. The guy that has two makes two more. Um, and then the one, uh, the one servant says, "I knew that you were a man that that harvests what you do not sow." Mm-hmm. And it's interesting to me that <laughs> that the master doesn't even come back and say, "No, you're wrong." Mm-hmm. He's like, "Oh, okay, you knew that, so why didn't you do anything with it?" Mm-hmm. Um, and I thought it's interesting. Um, that obviously this man had the ability to steward that one well, mm-hmm. and because of fear or because of you know how misbelieving, I guess, sure. the way that he saw the master, um, he didn't do anything with it. Mm-hmm. Um, and so for me, it 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 immediately kind of like stirs this thing in me of like, okay, I want to steward well the things that the Lord gives me, and if God entrusts me with something, that means that He does trust me. Um, and then also, I always love at the end how he says, um, to those that are given and steward well, they'll be given more. Um, and even it kind of goes on to say that they'll be given, like, not. it doesn't really say that the Lord's very fair in some of this, you know? And that's the thing that I love is that sometimes if we're stewarding well the things that the Lord gives us, he'll give us a little bit extra. Mm-hmm. And how he gives the one talent to the guy that, that stewarded his five well, he just gives him that extra mm-hmm. one. Um, and so I think sometimes we think of, of God and like this, like, oh, the Lord's always fair. Um, but the r- reality is sometimes he, he gives a little bit extra, mm-hmm. um, and, and to those that, that steward things well. Does that make sense? Yeah. So like, what do you think it, the story's about? Like, it's just about our abilities and our talents and our gifts. I always, I always think of it in, in sight of pretty much. Yeah, I guess gifts, but also okay. there's opportunities that the Lord gives us. Uh-huh. Um, and so, I mean, I look at 
you know, God trusts us. Like for me, I would use an example of even um, being able to help. I help lead the internship here at worship. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and so I look at it in that sense of like, that's an opportunity that I was given. And there's so many moments where I feel so unqualified mm-hmm, for it. Mm-hmm. Um, but also knowing that, okay, the Lord's placed me here for a reason. And so it, it's not like he knows best. Mm-hmm. And so I can't question him. And so there's some days where I show up and I feel so unqualified and it brings up these insecurities and it makes it hard to lead sometimes. Mm-hmm. But the reality is that I come back to this, okay, the Lord knows. And so if he trusts me, that means that I'm, I'm supposed to steward this well. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's in that, that he actually grows me to be able to steward more. Mm-hmm. And so there's this process, but he's not going to give me more than what I can handle. He just mm-hmm. doesn't want to give me more. There's like a real growth and a motivation and a, and a faith factor. Yeah. Yeah. So one of the things I'm noticing is that he's he's pretty harsh with people that are, they mishandle building God's kingdom. And there's, he does this with the the Pharisees and he does this with the teachers of the law that are hypocrites. Um, he's very harsh with them because they're kind of keeping the promise of God away from the common people. Um, but he also does this with, with, faithful servants when it comes to building God's kingdom, he says like, take this pretty seriously. Right. Um, and don't waste your time. Um, because if you mishandle God's kingdom, there is judgment. And so I actually see it as, uh, Jesus being gracious with his message because how painful would it be if judgment waited for us and he never said anything about it. And so you can read this and you can be like, wow, Jesus is throwing people into where there's wailing and gnashing of teeth. Well, I mean, yeah, like we, we are going to be judged. And there will be a time where we're either united with God or separated from God. Right. And so how terrible would it be if Jesus never talked about that? That'd be horrible. Yeah. It'd be like a like a terrible surprise ending. Right. Surprise! You didn't make it. Um, and that's a little bit of what's going on in this, this next passage, right after that story of the servants. He talks about the final judgment and how there's sheep and goats. So, the, I mean, you know, if you've been around the Bible a lot, it's kind of a common thing, the sheep and goat passages. Um Maybe you're like, what? <laughs> um, but basically, the the point of it is there's true servants, and there's people who thought they were servants, but they aren't. Yeah. And this is another passage that could seem really harsh, but I look at, as a, look at it as a motivation to like, okay, I need to actually care about God's kingdom. I need to spend my time wisely going about doing what I can to build God's kingdom. Um, and it, it's not something to be afraid of. I think it's something to be motivated by. And how terrible would it be if this was the truth and Jesus never said anything about it? It'd be horrible. Yeah. Um, and so the the point of the the second passage is like, hey, we need to take care of people. Um, actually, we just had we just had students in our fifth and sixth grade ministry. They're memorizing this passage from First John three. That's basically like if you have the means to help people who need it, and you don't help them, like how could the love of God ever be in you? Right. Um, and it, it's, that can seem harsh or it can seem like, okay, God's very clear. The expectations are very clear. It's very easy for me to follow those expectations. Like if I have the means to care for people who need help, I need to make sure I'm doing that. Right. Um, and I think that's kind of the heart of the the servant story as well. Right. Like let's invest our time and our talents well, and let's build the heck out of God's kingdom while we're here, you know? Yeah. Cause I mean, in the lens of what we have here in America, we're so like blessed. Yeah, of course. And I think with that, there comes that responsibility of like, okay, we're so blessed. And sometimes we don't even realize that, but understanding that and knowing, okay, this gives me a higher, like a more of a responsibility to actually do something with the things that the Lord's given me. All right, guys, we'll be back again tomorrow. See you later. Bye. 
Mark 13, 32. However, no one knows the day or hour when these things will happen, not even the angels in heaven or the Son himself. Only the Father knows, and since you don't know what time it will come, be on guard, stay alert. The coming of the Son of Man will be illustrated by the story of a man going on a long trip. When he left home, he gave each of his slaves instructions about the work they were to do, and he told the gatekeeper to watch for his return. You too must keep watch, for you don't know when the master of the house will return. In the evening, at midnight, before dawn, at daybreak, don't let him find you sleeping when he arrives without warning. I say to you what I say to everyone, watch for him. Matthew twenty four thirty six. However, no one knows the day or hour when these things will happen. Not even the angels in heaven, nor the Son himself. Only the Father knows. When the Son of Man returns, it will be like it was in Noah's day. In those days before the flood, the people were enjoying banquets and parties and weddings right up to the time Noah entered the boat. People didn't realize what was going to happen until the flood came and swept them all away. That is the way it will be when the Son of Man comes. Two men will be working together in a field. One will be taken, the other left. Two women will be grinding flour at the mill. One will be taken, the other left. So you too must keep watch, for you don't know the day your Lord is coming. Understand this, if a homeowner knew exactly when a burglar was coming, he would keep watch and not permit his house to be broken into. You also must be ready all the time, for the Son of Man will come when least expected. A faithful, sensible servant is one to whom the master can give the responsibility of managing his other household servants and feeding them. If the master returns and finds the servant has done a good job, there will be a reward. I tell you the truth, the master will put the servant in charge of everything he owns. But what if the servant is evil and thinks, my master won't be back for a while, and he begins beating the other servants, partying and getting drunk? The master will return unannounced and unexpected, and he will cut the servant to pieces and assign him a place with the hypocrites. In that place, there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Luke twenty-one thirty-four. Watch out. Don't let your heart be dulled by carousing and drunkenness and by the worries of this life. Don't let that day catch you unaware like a trap. For that day will come upon everyone living on the earth. Keep alert at all times and pray that you might be strong enough to escape these coming horrors and stand before the Son of Man. Every day Jesus went to the temple to teach, and each evening he returned to spend the night on the Mount of Olives. The crowds gathered at the temple early in the morning to hear him. Matthew 25, 1. Then the kingdom of heaven will be like ten bridesmaids, who took their lamps and went to meet the bridegroom. Five of them were foolish, and five were wise. The five, were who f- were, the five who were foolish didn't take enough olive oil for their lamps, but the other five were wise enough to take along extra oil. When the bridegroom was delayed, they all became drowsy and fell asleep. At midnight, they were roused by the shout, Look, the bridegroom is coming. Come out and meet him. All the bridesmaids got up and prepared their lamps. Then the five foolish ones asked the others, Please give us some of your oil because our lamps are going out. But the others replied, We don't have enough for all of us. Go to a shop and buy some for yourselves. But while they were gone to buy oil, the bridegroom came. Then those who were ready went with him to the marriage feast, and then the door was locked. Later, when the other five bridesmaids returned, they stood outside calling, Lord, Lord, open the door for us. But he called back, Believe me, I don't know you. So you too must keep watch, for you do not know the day or the hour of my return. Again, the kingdom of heaven can be illustrated by the story of a man going on a long trip. He called together his servants and entrusted his money to them for a while while he was gone. 
He gave five bags of silver to one, two bags of silver to another, and one bag of silver to the last, dividing it in proportion to their abilities. He then left on his trip. The servant who received the five bags of silver began to invest the money and earn five more. The servant with two bags of silver also went to work and earned two more. But the servant who received one bag of silver dug a hole in the ground and hid the master's money. After a long time, their master returned from his trip and called them to give an account of how they had used his money. A servant to whom he had entrusted the five bags of silver came forward with five more and said, Master, you gave me five bags of silver to invest, and I have earned five more. The master was full of praise. Well done, my good and faithful servant. You have been faithful in handling this small amount, so now I will give you many more responsibilities. Let's celebrate together. The servant who had received the two bags of silver came forward and said, Master, you gave me two bags of silver to invest, and I have earned two more. The master said, Well done, my good and faithful servant. You've been faithful in handling this small amount, so now I will give you many more responsibilities. Let's celebrate together. Then the servant with one bag of silver came and said, Master, I knew you were a harsh man, harvesting crops you didn't plant and gathering crops you didn't cultivate. I was afraid that I would lose your money, so I hid it in the earth. Look, here's your money back. But the master replied, You wicked and lazy servant. If you knew I harvested crops I didn't plant and gathered crops I didn't cultivate, why didn't you deposit my money in the bank? At least I could have gotten some interest on it. Then he ordered, Take the money from this servant and give it to the one with the ten bags of silver. To those who use well what they are given, even more will be given, and they will have an abundance. But for those who do nothing, even what little they have will be taken away. Now throw this useless servant into the outer darkness, where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. But when the Son of Man comes in his glory and all the angels with him, then he will sit upon his glorious throne. All the nations will be gathered in his presence, and he will separate the people as a shepherd separates the sheep from the goats. He will place the sheep at his right hand and the goats at his left. Then the king will say to those on his right, Come, you are blessed by my father. Inherit the kingdom prepared for you by the creation of the world. For I was hungry and you fed me. I was thirsty and you gave me a drink. I was a stranger and you invited me into your home. I was naked and you gave me clothing. I was sick and you cared for me. I was in prison and you visited me. Then these righteous ones will reply, Lord, when did we ever see you hungry and feed you, or thirsty and give you something to drink, or a stranger and show you hospitality, or naked and give you clothing? When did we ever see you sick or in prison or visit you? And the king will say, I tell you the truth. When you did it to one of the least of these of my brothers and sisters, you were doing it to me. Then the king will turn to those on his left and say, Away with you, you cursed ones, into the eternal fire prepared for the devil and his demons. For I was hungry and you did not feed me. I was thirsty and you didn't give me a drink. I was a stranger and you didn't invite me into your home. I was naked and you didn't give me clothing. I was sick and in prison and you didn't visit me. Then they will reply, Lord, when did we ever see you hungry or thirsty or a stranger or naked or sick or in prison and not help you? And he will answer, I tell you the truth. When you refuse to help the least of these, my brothers and sisters, you were refusing to help me. And they will go away into eternal punishment, but the righteous will go into eternal life. Hey guys, this is Ryan, and I hope you are getting a lot out of God's whole story. Uh, It means a lot to us, even as we are reading through God's Word every single day in the order that it happened. Um, If you want to go ahead and follow us, you can find us on Instagram and Facebook at God's Whole Story Podcast. Uh, We would love it if you would share this thing with your friends or people that you know, or just share what's sticking out to you. Uh, You can either send us a DM, or you could actually email us at podcasts at worshipcenter.org. 
You can email us if you have any questions, if something stuck out to you, if you'd like us to pray for you. And if you want a Bible, if you don't have one right now, or if you want a copy of the one that we're using to go through God's whole story, we'd be happy to send that to you. So go ahead and reach out to us in any way that you'd like. We'd love to hear from you. Have a great day.